Make some noise, yeah. Here for Russ. Look at all these beautiful people came out on a school night. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yo, I'm Elliot Wilson. I'm B Dot. What's up, B Dot? How you feeling, Elliot? I'm feeling great, man. Rap Radio Podcast. Yes. Man. Thank you guys for coming out, man. Live, Appreciate it. Live here at the Hotline Ballroom. Shout out to Pete Oasis and all the good folks over here. And most importantly, thank you guys for coming out. Absolutely. How you guys feeling? Good. Feeling good. I heard we got some real Russ fans up in this place. Oh man! Not day them, ones. Not day ones. We got some day one. Day one Russ fans. Day up ones. Here? I ain't go to front. I was like a day two. Yeah, we were a little late. <laughs> Can we talk about that? So we've interviewed we together. We've interviewed Russ before yep. on the Rap Radar podcast. I think that was right when uh, what they want was starting to really take off. Yeah, it was right? bubbling. Just bubbling. It wasn't platinum yet. Yeah, it, it was wasn't copper. platinum. It was about bronze. It was copper. But he was, but you know, Russ is such a hustler. Like he, I found like old emails when I was like first starting Rap Radar, where he would email me like, oh, check yeah. out his video and da da da. And you fronted on Russ, and hard. I fronted on him and stuff. And we had to kiss his ass, and he had to come <laughs> on and say. The email was like, "Hi, my name is Russ. I'm a 20 year old rapper. Listen to my album. It's fire." Like, <laughs> right? So I know we're going to get into that because I know a lot of you guys look at the business and, you know, he's, he, to me, he just said it himself. He's a DIY pioneer. He's, yep. You know, he's done it his way. And it's inspiring to you guys, the audience, inspiring to, you know, the other young artists that want to make it a game. But like I was saying, so what they won went platinum. Losing Control went platinum. Yep. So you got two platinum singles. Then he puts out this album, man. There was a wolf. There's really a wolf. There's really a wolf. Fire. One of the best of the year. I'm saying it. Like, a lot of the best songs you got. And it's funny, because a lot of those songs, like he said, he would sell those records for free, but people ended up still copping them yep. and selling them. And, like, the album went gold. Yep. You got that album? There's really a Wolf album? Streaming gold. that on title. And then now this maniac's, like, with Scott Storch, and he's making fucking records, and he won't Quincy stop. Quincy Jones. <laughs> he's everywhere, man. He's always sparking in and that, man. But, but I appreciate him taking the time, man. We haven't spoke to him since he got all successful and shit. <laughs> he still remembers the little people. <laughs> Thanks, Russ. He was somewhat nice to us backstage, so... And he said he got a lot of shit to get off his chest. You know, Russ doesn't hold his tongue, man. Word. You went to some controversial shit? <laughs> you went to, to some real talk? That's what they want, Elliot. <laughs> right, we're going to give it to the beat. Right, make some noise, man, to the Rap Radar Podcast. podcast. Russ! Russ! Woo! Hey! The DIY Pioneer! Make some noise. Stand up for Russ. Stand up for Russ, baby. Show that love, baby. Yeah. You ain't going to be shy, man. You ain't got to be like we're in a fucking library. We want your energy. Yeah. We want you to, you know, be part of so the So we should sit over here? Or Russ, we want you over here, Russ. We want you, you over here, Russ. Russ. No, I'm sitting we'll over here with you. You good over here? You good? Okay. Whatever you want to we'll do. on one side, though. Yeah. Yeah. $20 says that's not water. <laughs> Is that water, Russ? Yeah, it's water. <laughs> oh, you jumping in with the questions? I can't do my job out here. <laughs> so, Russ, man. Did, did how, we, you... how we feeling? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, a lot of rappers can't sell out this venue for the shows. No, they can. Oh, they man. can, man. I'm just up here talking. Sold out seats to see Russ speak? It's my intro to the Tony Robbins lifestyle. You Russ, the last year, I don't even say last year, the last six months has been crazy, man. Like, Yeah, wild. The album's gold. The singles are platinum. Talk about the it. The tours are packed. Talk Facts. about it. <laughs> What's life been like, man, since we last spoke? 
Uh, it's super surreal, bro. But like, you know, I can't, I can't lie and say, yo, I didn't see this coming. Right. Feel me? Like, I saw this coming, but it's just dope. All these people just fuck with me for being me. You know right. what I'm saying? So, Absolutely. 1.2 billion streams. You're like... Billion. <laughs> Say that motherfucker with a strong ass B. <laughs> yeah. I saw you say something too, like with the album, because a lot of times now, even with the album consumption, people like have the moment with the album. But like, you know, back in the day, people, albums would have very long shelf lives. But even with like this Willie Wolf, I saw the other day, you were saying like, yo, I'm listening to my album. Like, I'm appreciating my album even more now. Yo, I as mean, time is going on. That's the thing. You don't know how good music is until you listen to it later on, and then it's still good. Mm. Then you're like, oh, shit. This is <laughs> super good. You feel me? That's how I feel about it. I feel like it's aging really nicely. Mm. Yeah. And wait, so when you... I think you were saying when you found out the record went gold, you know, right. this is a wait, wonderful also, let me Hold on. To reiterate okay. back to that point, uh-huh. how you know the music is timeless, right? Losing control and what they want went platinum 2017, mm. right? Like, fair to say that that's when they, like, blew and went crazy. They came out in 2015. Wow. Free. You know what I'm saying? Two years. Come on. Like, that's, that's just how you know it's about making good music. And at the end of the day, when you make good music, mm. whether it be two years from now, three years from now, four years from now, they're going to come around. Do you think period. the industry still rewards talent? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, Does the you, industry reward talent? I mean, because you're living proof. I mean, the music is speaking for itself. Mm. You made it? Oh, I can already tell. This is going to be lit. This <laughs> <laughs> is going to be lit. Well, speak Yo, about now, it. Let, me t- let me tell you what the industry rewards. The industry rewards connections and fuck shit. Mm. That's what it rewards. Right. I mean, if it rewards talent, you feel me? Like, I would be the biggest artist in the entire fucking world. Right. But yet, but yet Stand and still. Stand the fuck up. <laughs> but yet and still, Russ, you know, you, you've, you've dibbled your toe into the industry pool. There's a lot of fine folks here from Columbia Records, your, your partners in business. Yeah. Why has it worked for you and you've been able to still maintain your authenticity to your audience, but you've still been able to power up and play this major label game in a certain sense? <laughs> I mean, yes, <laughs> but uh, nah, it was leverage. You feel me? Like why I was able to link with Columbia and still do what I'm doing is because I came into it with a fan base that already loved me for me and what I was doing. Mm-hmm. So there was nothing that they could tell me like, yo, you should actually probably switch. Th- Ain't no switching shit up. You feel me? Because look how far I took it off of just me being me. No, but you that's why they got with you. That's why right. y'all connected. But right. why do you think it seems like it's working well for both parties? Oh, You're because, happy, they're happy. Like, why is the relationship working? I mean, it comes down to the music. You feel me? It comes down to the music. There's a lot of theatrics in hip-hop. There's a lot of antics in hip-hop. Where you have a lot of, like, fucking entertainers. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of people who have, like, a strong social media following and shit. But when they drop albums, no one's copying. It's right. because, bro, the music is not fire, period. So, like, with me, the music is good. And like I said... The songs that were out two years ago before anyone knew who the fuck I was in the industry is all we're fucking... That's all that people are listening to. Like, Cherry Hill, I recorded in 2015. Losing Control, What They Want, Doing Myself, Pull The Trigger. This is 2015 shit. So the fact that it's working in 2017, 
it's just a testament to real fans and good music, period. But, but how do you not stay complacent? Because like you said, the album's gold, the singles are platinum. Yes. And you're like not content with that. You're still releasing these I'm Lucy's. a psychopath, bro. I'm a psychopath. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'm obsessed with like, people think it's like, it's about being competitive with other people. It's really not. Like there's that element to it, but it's more like, yo, I got to one up myself every time. Mm. And it's like, you know, it's, it's really not healthy. Because it's an insatiable desire to, like, quench. Right. Because I'm always like, nah, but I can be better, but I can be better. Mm. You know what I'm saying? There's a really fine line. Like, I haven't figured... I'm 25. I haven't figured out how to wow. be uh, content without feeling like I'm sleeping right next to complacency. Mm. You feel me? So I'd rather not even be content. I'd rather just be like, you know what? Yeah, the albums go... Singles are platinum. Fuck that. You know what I'm saying? I want more. Right. So, yeah. How do we get to fuck that? Scott Storch. That's let's what we do with Scott Storch. Because you don't play well with others. You don't. We know that Russ produced, writes, arranged, mixes, masters, and engineers. <laughs> Big old. We need that on that. a T-shirt. All his music. But but you obviously had great respect for Scott Storch. So to talk us to how does that happen? That you really connect with Scott yeah. Storch and go into the lab and knock out all these records. And I heard you knocked out five records. Right. Mm. Yeah. I mean the like the misconception is like Russ doesn't fuck with anyone. <laughs> Which is like, nah, number one, I didn't know anyone, so I had to learn how to do it myself. Number two, a lot of people are whack. So I, yeah, I don't <laughs> fuck with a lot of people. I'm not falling for the hype that, oh, nah, but you don't fuck with him. Nah, and neither do you after six months from now. So shut up. Stop asking me. You feel me? Like, period. But Scott Storch is a legend. Right. And it was like one of the reasons why I started making beats. So I was like, wait, what? It came in a fucking email to the management email. And we're thinking, like, this is fucking fake. Because mm. it was like, yo, Scott wants to get into the studio with us. And we're like, what? Is it, like, a, in an email? Like, nah, <laughs> there's no chance. But, you know, it turned out to be true. We go to Scott's house, and, like, the chemistry was just crazy. So. And he it's produced beautiful. the wife, wife You Up record. Yeah, he did Wife You Up. All right. And how'd you get John Mayer? You got John Mayer doing yo, guitar? John Mayer's a fucking legend. <laughs> Period. Also... The way John Mayer's brain works is crazy. Mm. Like, that's a together. real life wanna... genius. Nah, I've never met him. The thing is, right, how it all happened was like, it's like some real hilarious, not hilarious, but it's very like modern day link up uh, scenario. He liked to tweet on Twitter, right? <laughs> I was like, done deal. <laughs> it's a wrap. But so then he follows whatever. So then I'm like, I'm like, yo, I'm obviously about to send a DM to John Mayer to be like, Continuum is the greatest album ever. Right. You feel me? Um, so, like, we connected then, and, you know, whatever, whatever, we're texting. But he's actually been, like, a really, you know, not that he took on that role and whatever, but to me, like, a mentor, like, a lot of really great advice. Mm. Um, but, yeah, we had the Wife You Up song, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, yo. Now, once again, I didn't produce it. And how I feel when, like, I produce shit, mm -hmm. I would be so pissed if someone, like, takes a song I produce for them and just, like, gets someone to do something on it without asking. Right? But I'm so used to, like... It's my shit, whatever. Right. Like, I didn't really think twice, but I'm sitting there listening to Wife You Up back, and I'm like, yo, it needs some guitar. And I'm like, I mean, I play guitar, whatever. I did the guitar on Cherry Hill. Loki. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but I'm sitting there, I'm like, yo, it needs guitar. Right. You feel me? I'm like, who do I know that plays guitar? I'm like, yo, you know what? Fuck it. Let me ask John Mayer. <laughs> I was like, you don't get what the fuck you don't ask for, period. That's how it works in life. So I was like, yo, you know what? Fuck it. The worst he's going to say is no. Right. So I text him and I was like, yo, you want to play guitar on this song? <laughs> 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 
instantly, like within 30 minutes, bro, sends me the fucking shit. Wow. Within 30 minutes. Seriously. I was like, I was like, we were sitting in the studio in the basement. Like, me and all my homies were like, yo, the fuck? We're listening back to John Mayer's guitar right now. Wow. This is crazy. So this is the version that Dr. Dre heard? Yes. Oh, wow. wow. What a sentence. What a sentence. That's wow. a fuck. about that. You said Dre gave it the cold sign. Dre, Dre likes that joint. So life has been really, really wild. Really wild. So I'm sitting at home. This is probably five days ago, some shit like that. And I'm sitting there like I'm talking to my mom. I think I was talking to her about, uh, you know, we just always be reflecting on everything that's happening, mm-hmm. whatever. And then, like, like, I see my phone ringing in Scott's thoughts. And I don't care how many times I keep it with Scott's thoughts or whatever. Like, you can never get jaded to seeing that shit pop up. Right. And if you do, you need to fucking check yourself. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's a lot of people's problem, though. They get super, super jaded right. with their own success. People forget how bad they wanted to live the life that they're currently living. Mm. You feel me? It's like, wake the fuck up, bro. This is what the fuck you asked for. Right. So I see him calling. I'm like, yo, this is fucking crazy. Okay. Hold up, mom. Hold on, mom. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I do want sauce for dinner, but just like, hold up. <laughs> no, nah, but anyway, so I pick up the phone. He's like, yo, it's good. How's everything going? I was like, great. He's like, yo, so I played Dr. Dre the music. <laughs> now, to like Tarantino it. I saw a picture of like Sky Store, Steve Lobel, and Dre in the studio on Instagram. So naturally in my head, I'm thinking like, all right, he had to have played him the shit. Right. But I wasn't about to hit him up and be like, yo, so like, how'd that go? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I was like, you know what, whatever, I'm gonna wait. So he calls me, he's like, yo, I played him the music. He was like, he went fucking ballistic wow. for Wife You Up. He stood up, he went fucking crazy, and he was like, this is the best shit I've ever Wow. it up. Now, how I said earlier, Sky Storage is one of the reasons why I started making beats. Dr. Dre is the other one. So those two are why I started making beats. So, you know, it was a fucking... It's a crazy thing because I started realizing, right? There might be new rappers or new people or whatever that don't fuck with me, don't respect me. But it's like, it's cool because 11 times out of 10, the feelings are probably mutual. You know what I'm saying? 11 out of 10. <laughs> like, I don't fuck with y'all. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like... I didn't listen to you growing up. I don't respect your music. I don't fuck with you at all. So I don't really give a fuck. But all the legends who I fucking respected, John Mayer, Scott Storch, Dr. Dre. I'm out in New York right now because Swiss Beat said, let's get in the studio. Mm. You feel me? Showtime. So why are you so open now? You make your own beats, man. What are you doing? You just get into rapper mode? Like, what is it like? No, nah, I'm just with on Scott some Storch? like, because it came from a point of survival. It came from a point of, I know no one. So I have to fucking. Well, what is it make like making shit. that adjustment where you're so used to being the board and doing everything? It's yourself? super fun, bro. <laughs> it's super fun. It's like I just show up. You feel me? Right. And because I have faith, the whole thing is about being able to uh, trust people's taste. Mm. You know what I'm saying? When you can trust someone's taste, you don't have to micromanage, like, man, I hope he plays a fire beat. It's like, bro, it's got stores. It's going to be fire. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's dope. I just go in and, like, let legends do them and then. You know, I, I play my role. I want to speak about another legend, though. You had went to Quincy Jones's house, mm. the guy that made Thriller. Like that, that also came through the email. That was super weird. <laughs> Yo, what's your email, Russ? <laughs> nah, That's, I mean is that the, same the management line? email is on the. Uh, you know, it's public. You feel me? But that was crazy, bro. We go to Quincy Jones's house and like we walk in. It's like a fucking museum. I was like, bro. He got like. I'm pretty sure he had like a. I don't want to like inaccurately depicted, but I'm pretty sure there was like a secretary. 
working like at his in crib? the lobby of the house, right? It was like a, Wait, his house like a front a desk. It's like, yo. I was like, where are we, bro? But you walk in, like the first thing you see is just like awards upon Driller. Him. Just to like, just so that in case you didn't know where the fuck you're at, like right. this is where you're at. You're in this energy. You feel me? So it was crazy. Then we're like sitting in his, I'm sure one of his nine million living rooms and just like waiting for him to pull up. Pulls up in this crazy like silk robe, just like I'm like, yo, he's got on like burgundy suede, like slide-ins. I'm like, that's me in like 40 years for sure. <laughs> yeah. So what y'all talk about? Just like Michael Jackson stuff? Just like, like this? bro, he's super honest. Because I feel like if you're lucky enough and fortunate enough to reach that age of life, you don't even have time to sugarcoat shit, bro. Mm. You're like, I don't literally have like time to be bullshitting with y'all. This is what the fuck it is. Right. I really don't give a fuck if y'all fuck with it. <laughs> Look at my fucking, you know what I'm saying? Like, here's where you're at in my house. Right. You can fuck with it or not. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. y'all know, like, your grandparents are just, like, so blunt because it's like, yo, motherfuckers are, like, 85. You think we got time to be lying to you? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody got time to be lying to you at 85 type of shit. Right. So it was fire. It was a lot of, like, it was why, so why honest that you... it was a bunch of shit, like, I can't repeat because it's what? like, there's no way people know that. <laughs> it's like, it's crazy. What did he like about you? What did he say? Or why did he reach out? I, I guess he just fucked with it. He's like a really, like... I don't know, he's a legend. He's like has yeah. that aura too. It's like, oh, that's some shit. And speaking of legends on the rap front, you were saying Storch was your favorite producer growing up. Eminem was obviously one of your favorite rappers. So you're in like Leeds, this is England, crazy. What a and you're hanging out with Marshall Mathers. Yeah, that's a crazy. That idea. was crazy. And here's the thing: like he did a you did a show with him. Like you could do a yeah. show with somebody. That don't mean you really get to yeah. meet them or hang out with them. Or well, the crazy thing with that, right? Because. The Glasgow show that we did, it was like an Eminem show. So it wasn't like it was a festival. It was like an Eminem show. So I was already like amped off of that. And then we have the same international agent. So I'm sitting there, I'm like, yo, you got to make this connect happen. You know what I'm saying? So we get to Glasgow, whatever, we're kicking it. And I'm like telling the agent, I'm like, yo, got to like make this happen. We were telling him like weeks before, like, I got to meet Eminem. This is literally why the fuck I started rapping. This right. was like the bug that bit me as far as hip hop. So I'm like, yo, you gotta like make this happen. He's like, yo, we're working on it, we're working on it, whatever, whatever. So Paul Rosenberg comes and says, what's up? You know that guy, so I'm like, rap radar. I'm like, all right, we're getting closer. You feel me? Like, <laughs> we're getting closer. So I'm like, chopping up with him, whatever, whatever. He's super cool, fucks with the movement. And I'm like, yo, I gotta ask. Once again, the John Mayer shit, like, you don't get what you don't ask for. So I'm like, I gotta meet Eminem. You feel me? Like, I gotta meet Eminem. He's like, I'm gonna I'm talk to him and see what's up. So, didn't happen that night, right? The next night, we have a festival, like, in uh, Reading, UK. We're on the same bill. Once again, it's a fucking, like, wild goose chase. Like, yo, we gotta meet Eminem. We gotta meet Eminem. Doesn't happen. And they were, like, trying to make it happen. We're, like, on the golf carts in the festival, like, because the agent calls us. She's like, yo, you gotta get over here right now if you wanna meet him. <laughs> Because these motherfuckers be on compounds in the festival. Right. And they locked down the compound. You're so separated. Yeah, Everybody's yeah, yeah. separate. So like, right, yo, like, get in the fucking golf cart, right? Like, everyone in the fucking golf cart. Let's go. <laughs> but, like, we're, like, pull up. we're fucking, like, you know, going three miles per hour, like, <laughs> <laughs> to get gun to it. fucking Eminem. You know what I'm saying? Fine, Eminem. And then we get the call, like, mid-fucking golf cart, like, high-speed chase at three miles per hour. Like, yo, not going to happen. I'm like, ah. It's like, yeah, fuck. So the next day, we have another festival with him. In Leeds, I'm like, yo, 
all right, fuck all this shit. I'm telling Milan, my manager, I'm like, yo, I don't know how the fuck is happening. I'm meeting Eminem tonight, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I was like, all right, cool. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to just have to finesse it. You know what mm. I'm saying? We can't wait on other people to like, yo, to go ahead, yeah. whatever. So we finesse our way into his compound. <laughs> Shout out to the like lack of security <laughs> in Leeds. Because Eminem's bodyguard has a bodyguard. Nah, but like, see, it wasn't Eminem's people that let us in. It was the festival's okay. people. Oh, the motherfuckers that they just be hiring and just, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. You just like flash them like, you know, yeah. you flash like a receipt from like Burger King. It's like, yeah, we're in. <laughs> nah, that shit not that. That's how people got here today. <laughs> nah, but like, so we finesse our way in, right? Right. So Milan hops out, and it's like we were in communication with one of his, like, his tour manager, but he's not hitting his back. So we're like, yo, okay. Milan hops out. We see the guy. Milan, like, walks up to him, whatever they talk, they talk. And wait, he told you, like, come back later, come back after your set. Mm. I was like, man, this is that fucking runaround shit. Like, <laughs> fuck, here we go again. Whatever. So we dip. Right after the set, we just go back and we pull up again. Finesse our way back in again because they still didn't know who the fuck we were. Finesse our way back in and we just hop out. We're just like standing there. And then they're like, yo, come on, come with us. Mm. So then like we walk back and Eminem is there and it was like, wow. yo, that's persistence in a nutshell. You feel me? <laughs> But he was, I was like, yo, this is how I came up. This is the whole shit. Was he familiar with the music and all that yeah, stuff? Yeah, so craziest shit, right? I don't even know like what better of a first impression you could have of Eminem mm-hmm. other than this. We walk back. You know, it's like a compound, right? So it's like, imagine like trailer, trailer, trailer type of shit. Right. And there's a tent like in the middle of it, right? And you just see Eminem and Royce the Five Nine sparring. Mm. Oh, they're getting it done, so, yeah. I was like, boxing? Boxing, the spawn. I was like, I was like, yo, this is crazy. I was like, this is the flyest way to meet Eminem. Right. I was, and then I'm thinking like, did they plan this? Because I, I would do some shit like, like yo, if he's going to meet us, we got to be doing the most like. Right. Got to be throwing left hooks. Like crazy. You just come back and I'm fucking like, whatever, like skiing. I don't know, whatever the fuck it is. But anyway, so. He spawned, and he takes the gloves off. This was right after the Conor McGregor shit. Oh, so he literally had gloves on. Gloves. This is what wow. I'm saying. I, like, I was like, yo, this is crazy. Like, this is really wild. <laughs> it's like, all right, cool. Takes the gloves off, but they were like super, super cool. Wow. Super cool. Dope. Really humble guy. Yeah. You were saying like also J. Cole. Also, not to, not to okay. cut you off, but the craziest shit was that before that, right? It was the Sky Store shit, or was Sky Store after that? After. Okay, but Eminem, like, I'm sitting there talking. I don't know if he really knows this shit. Right. I'm just like, whatever. But he's like, yo, we saw your funk flex shit. It was crazy. Wow. I was like, what? <laughs> freestyle, the freestyle. And the like, like I said about the J. Cole shit in that other interview, I fanned the fuck out, period. I was like, bro, I don't give a fuck about any of this shit. <laughs> you're the reason why I fucking started rapping. Like, wow. you're a fucking legend. Motherfuckers don't be telling people that they're a legend until they're dead. I was like, fuck all that shit. You're fucking epic. Fuck everything. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Ran up on Cole and said yeah, that. Yeah, like, I'm like, yo, like, you're a legend. He's like, bro, you're on your way. Funk mm. Flesh, it was crazy. I was like, I was like. Oh, <laughs> Cole said that too? No, no, no. This oh, is, what, this is the Eminem yeah, shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. J. Cole was super cool too. J. Right. Cole's a legend. But you definitely give people their props, man. Like, I think you get this... I think a lot of people are scared to do that, though. Yeah. It's anti, like, 
it's anti-macho pride. Mm. It's like, yeah, he's nice, but like only in private. You feel me? <laughs> I think that bugs people out because I think the reputation is this guy's so super confident. He's always saying how good he right, is. Right, right. He's got a chip on his shoulder, whatever. Right. But at the same time, you you give it up to other greats. You don't right. understand. Like, and, I'm you a hate, and you hate when people. people don't give legends the respect, right? Facts, bro. Facts. I mean, the thing is, like, I'm a psycho fan of people. Mm. So, like, you see, uh, have y'all seen that video of DMX and Rakim? When DMX met Rakim, yeah, right DMX is going crazy, like, no, like, he starts rapping his lines and shit. Yeah. It's like, yo, if DMX is not too cool to fan out, <laughs> no one is. You feel me? Because right. DMX is a fucking coolest legend ever. But, yeah, I mean, a lot of people, they wait for people to die. You know right. what I'm saying? And they wait to do the RIP shit. But it's like, why? Why don't you let people smell their fucking flowers when they're here? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, Michael Jackson, butt of everyone's joke. You know what I'm saying? Everyone's joke. And now it's, don't you dare say anything bad about Michael Jackson. Right. Shut up. You were saying something bad about him before he died. Right. Uh, everyone was. You feel me? So, my whole it's thing like, is... You don't like how Lil Wayne doesn't get the respect? Lil Wayne does. gets no fucking props. You know who else is like... You know who else people need to really start putting respect on? Who's period. That? Is Nicki Minaj. Mm. Period. Why you I've say been, that? I've been, like, I've been like noticing, I'm like, do people not know that like Nicki Minaj has birthed like so many females? Yeah. Not even just in rap, but like the look, the whole everything just in women. She held it women. down for a long time. Like, like, and you got to really do your research. Like she's been like that shit for mad long now. Like right. let's not act like she wasn't on a Jay-Z and Kanye song and didn't yeah. arguably have the better verse. Yeah, she had the best yeah, verse. She had Come it, on. Yeah. She convinced right. me. But it's like, <laughs> what are we talking about with that? Right. But you know what it is? If you live long enough for people to not fuck with you, guess what? They won't fuck with you. Mm. It's that simple. Right. Why do you think everyone in the 27 Club is so cherished? Because mm. they live till 27, bro. Right. How old was Eminem and Jay-Z when they put out their debut? 26? 27, yeah. It's like, come on. But you talk about respect a lot, man, and getting your props. Like, I was listening to your record, The Game. And you said, like, fuck MTV for snubbing you and shit. <laughs> yeah, MTV doesn't know shit about shit, and they can suck my dick. <laughs> but who do you think that... Like, snub for what? Like, MTV, the VMAs, or...? Yeah, the VMAs. Which, what do you think category you got snubbed in? How am I not in the best new artist? Mm. Shout out... Khalid should definitely be up there, 100%. Right. Scissor for Ooh, sure. Khalid for sure. Khalid, like SZA. that's not a knock to everyone in the shit, but but the fuck how like and this is no disrespect. Like that's the thing, right? People want to take my words and get so offended and think that I hate this person and I don't respect what you've done with your life or career. Like shout out Young MA and like she's like she's getting it. You know what I'm saying? But let's be real. How on earth are you a 2017 best new artist and not me? That doesn't even make any sense. Mm. That's just like, like, this is like from the bird's eye view speaking on this shit. Have you even dropped a song in 2017? Mm. You feel me? That doesn't even make any sense. So right. that's how you know it's just some like, it's just some fuck shit. You know what I'm saying? And that's not a disrespect. I know motherfuckers are going to cut this clip <laughs> and only show that part and be like, there's beef. <laughs> It's Russell. It's really not. Right. Yeah. That Uso, she can rap. She's dope. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, when you look at it from a fair standpoint, it's like, yo, that just doesn't even make any yeah, sense. It seems like these new songs you're putting out on SoundCloud, like a lot of it, you're getting shit off your chest. Like, well, yeah, because this is a well, this like. is a new phase. Mm. I feel like music is about catching catching time in a bottle type of shit. That's what it is for me, at least. Where it's like all my shit is kind of a time machine. It's like, yo. I want to listen to, like, I make it for therapeutic reasons. I make it so that I can listen to it and be like, damn, 
I remember exactly where I was back then. This is the phase that I was at. Right. So, you know, this is this new phase is like it's it's being on, it's it's having a bunch of fans, it's it's doing all this, but it's also like it's also this kind of like thing that you recognize getting snubbed and it's like it can only happen so many blatant times before you naturally are like, yo, something's a little like fishy with this mm. shit. You know what but, I'm saying? Like, but on the record, yeah. Fallen 2, you said that you miss like being back in the basement at times. Like, Yeah, but that's, you know, that's a, that's just, that's an honest emotion. That's an honest emotion for sure. But, you know, you do, you miss kind of what it is. You don't necessarily miss being in the basement, being broke, not being on. Mm-hmm. I think what I kind of miss, if I like really dive into that line, what I probably miss is the feeling of being in your own corner of the world mm. and like just going fucking hard and no one bothering you about shit and you're doing your shit and before anyone could cast their own ignorant dumbass perceptions on you mm. you know what i'm saying where it was just about the music like people didn't know enough about me to judge me off of anything but the music back mm. then it was just yo it's your song fire right. now once you get more visible they start judging you off of like yeah, but I don't like his curly hair and shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, like they like they be they be coming at you for everything but the music. But like, you know, it is what it is. That comes with the territory. It is what it is. Right. But that was just being honest and reflecting. But uh, you know, we're living a beautiful life, bro. I would I wouldn't change anything at all. Controversy, Russ. Yes. You and the controversy creates cash. This everyday str- everyday struggle appearance. With yeah, yeah, yeah. You touched on it in one of the records too, like. What's your take on that? Like, why did that become such a <laughs> such a big deal? And why did you address it in the song? What was that song again? Think twice. Think twice. It wasn't really addressing anyone. It was addressing Joe Budden. It wasn't addressing everyday struggle. The thing with everyday struggle, right? The thing with yeah, we'll get to him in a second. The thing with um, the thing with everyday struggle was that you know when they called and their people can attest to it or not, whatever. But before we were going up there, I was like, yo, I want Joe to be there. Because that's the, like, that's the Charlemagne. That's the, the, like, you know, the shit of the shit. So I was like, yeah, I want to have a conversation with him. That shit would be hilarious. Like, I fuck with Joe, whatever, whatever. So we go up there. Like, keep in mind, I was up the whole, like, the internet lacks context, right? I was up the whole night. I was at some fashion show, kids fashion show. Shout out to Ronnie. Um, performed. So, like, you know, I got, like, 30 minutes of sleep type of shit. 6 a.m., whatever, whatever. But we're doing this shit. It's a fucking super informative interview. Mad gems, but because they want to like take only a minute of an email question, people are gonna like not watch the rest of the interview. A lot of people are just gonna see the one minute clip of the email shit on Twitter and be like, Man, you went up to everyday struggle just to talk about an email. It's like, No, you went on Twitter just to watch one minute of an hour long interview to try and judge the whole shit. You know what I'm saying? When really it was like, I was laughing when I was saying, I was like, Nadesh, I still love you. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't really tripping like that. I was honestly sitting there, like, doing the interview. We were getting into conversation. And when I get into conversation, I'd be speaking passionately. Like, sometimes I lose, like, where I, what I was really trying to talk about because I'd be, like, in the conversation, in the moment. So then, like, she, like, kind of let a notion go that, like, time was running out. So I was like, oh, wait. I got something I want to say, though. But it wasn't like I'm sitting there the whole time, like, yo, I'm waiting for her to slip up. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was just crazy. That was crazy to me how that shit, how that shit went. But even after the interview, we were all cool with it. But then after the cameras went off, back like, you know, backstage shit, I was like, yo, Nadeska, I was like, 
I was like, it's all good. Like, everything is cool. I was like, give me a hug. She's like, no. Oh, man. And, and it's like, you know, and like, I get it. You're like, you got to do your thing, whatever. Um, but even after that, you know, I told my publicist, I was like, yo, calling it, like, telling the desk I want to call her and just like apologize if you felt I was coming at you and whatever. Like, I was trying to, I was trying to have a conversation because, like I said in this shit, I'm not too big for a conversation. Right. Like, I'll have the conversation and be like, yo, sorry if I, if any, like, whatever the fuck it was, we could talk about it. She didn't want to talk to me after that, so it is what it is. But, like, I'm not tripping. That shit was you a fucking... Like that Joe, was you didn't like Joe a... Budden's comments after, I guess? That's why, why was he addressed then? Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about it. Um, I mean, the thing with him, right? The thing with him... The thing, the thing, with, the thing with Joe Budden... Is that at the end of the day, I fucked with Joe Budden. I wanted to go up there and have the conversation with Joe Budden. But you're obviously gonna go up there and defend your co-host. You know what I'm saying? 100%. You crossed the line when you did the whole get this fucking wolf album the fuck out of here. You're doing like too much talking now about the music. And so, unlike you, I'm not gonna fucking sit on a fucking YouTube show and gossip. I'm going to just go to the booth. I'm not going to get at you on Twitter. I'm not going to get at you on a fucking whatever. I'm going to the fucking booth. Right. You feel me? Period. You got, on another note, you got your message out on a t-shirt. That shit. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Get to that. Hold on. But, yeah. The other crazy thing with Joe Budden, right? <laughs> nah, the crazy thing with Joe Budden, Joe Budden wants to play this whole, I'm retired. Like, that was his choice. Right. And that's, that's that cop-out shit. Nah, I'm retired. I can't give him bars. I'm retired, man. No, no, no. We retired you from our speakers and headphones, bro. What are you talking about? About to get a, about to get a new Joe Button record. How, how, how are you going to say you retired when you were active? No one gave a fuck. You did like 5K in your last album in the first week. Ain't nobody fucking like, listen. Nobody's checking for Joe Budden's music. He knows nobody, that, which is why he has to fucking retire. Well, on, nobody's we, checking for Joe well, Budden. To be fair, though. Nah, come on. Okay. No, I was just saying. I was just saying. Yeah. Can I get a drink? Nobody's. <laughs> nah, I need a drink. <laughs> if we run into this even with him and Chance the Rapper, right? Like, that right. show's become a big outlet. We're now in a situation where, you know, where Charles Barkley's on this side of the NBA. Somebody that played the game, yeah, critiquing yeah, yeah. the game. Do you think there is a place for it? Or do you think there's he's, a really, he's not going nah, nah, the right nah, way? No, no, no. There's a really great place for it. But. Joe Budden is not Charles Barkley. Joe Budden is Eric Dampier. Like, you want to compare Joe Budden to okay, Charles Barkley? so the T-shirt, the T-shirt. Uh. <laughs> nah, but also I'll tell you why, even why that's a problem. It was cool. You kept it on the, you, you talked about the music. You defended the Deska. But then you brought my family into it. You brought my dad into it. You know, as a grown ass man, you crossed the fucking line. Talk about that. Here, you crossed the what fucking is, what line. What is all this? Your, your industry plant? Someone helped set you I'm up. I'm so glad you all asked this, this dumbass shit. So we can clear it up. What is it? It's like in the bow, it's like in the bow, it's like yeah. in the bowels of Boxton in the bottom of the you yeah, know, like underworld the community. <laughs> Industry plant with a, if you're a plant, you're like a fern. Let me tell you something, right? The idea that I'm an industry plant, for people who don't know what the fuck an industry plant is, my definition is someone who goes through the industry to get the people instead of going through the people to get the industry. Absolutely. Right? Like you were placed in this position. Right, right, right. Do connections. So there's people who's like, yo, you're an industry player. Your dad worked for, your dad's got a business with Columbia and your mom's a music exit. Like this crazy shit. I'm like, okay, if that was true, why did I drop 11 mixtapes, badger bloggers on the internet for years and drop 96 songs for free if I had connections? 
Why wouldn't have I just gone straight to the shit? You know what I'm saying? And all that is, that's like real hater energy. A hater isn't just someone saying like, your music sucks. A hater is someone who really does not want to see you in that position and they'll do anything to bring you down. Mm. And at the end of the day, those people didn't like me anyway for no reason. Mm. And so what losers and hater ass energy does, they create a fake reason to confirm their own fear and insecurity. Like, you know what? I didn't like him. I didn't have a reason to like him. So let me create this thing. And yeah, that's, that's why I don't justify like it. it in to your justify mind. your own dumb ass shit. But the reality is that there's no truth to it. Someone's like, look at his dad's LinkedIn. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now what? Where does it say anything? You feel me? Like, what does your dad do? And then how did he feel about I, yeah. your, your pursuit of a music career? This is why I have a massive problem with everything, right? Because to put me in a position where I have to make my dad look any less of an amazing person is, that's why I have a problem with Joe Budden. Because you're a clown. You're a, Joe Budden is a clown for trying to bring my dad into some shit. That's an innocent bystander. And you're a rapper. And so you should know that there's fuck shit on the internet, which is just rumors. So you've been sitting in that chair for too long. You forgot that. So for you to go up there and be talking about rumors and shit, like your fucking dippity fucking do on E! News talking about just dumbass rumors is crazy, bro. But the shit with my dad, he worked at an advertising agency when I was in high school, right? My mom was a teacher for like a year. She, uh, then she was a substitute. And then my dad split. There was differences. So he dipped. He tried to start his own business. And it wasn't, it didn't like, it didn't go well. You feel me? It wasn't going as he planned. Because anyone knows if you're trying to start your own business, it's not as easy it's as hard. it fucking sounds. Right. You know what I'm saying? Especially in advertising shit. It's like advertising is if you don't have clients, you don't make money. You feel me? So when he was at the advertising agency when I was like 16, that company, you know, they did business with Texas Pete or Great Clips or whatever. And so he worked on those projects. But afterwards, he tried to start his own company. Didn't really go that well. Luckily, this is where the song Titanic came from, if anyone knows that shit. But yeah. it was here, baby. Absolutely. But this is where the song Titanic came from, which is as soon as the ship was sinking, where it's like my dad trying to start his own company and it's just not working, like the money's fucked up. You know what I'm saying? There's no clients. And it's like, yo, luckily the rap shit took off and kind of came in and swooped in. Mm. But me even have to me even having to fucking tell people that my dad is, is trying hard to start a business, but it's not going well and it's not successful. Me even having to say that because someone wants to say some fucking fake ass shit about my family. Now you have a real fucking problem with me and people don't need to like, oh, Russ, who are you? Like, what are you going to do? Like, look at you. You going to fuck somebody up? Y'all should know by now, like, this is not where it ends. You feel me? Like, you don't have to worry about me. There's other people who want to fuck you up. You know what I'm saying? Right. Why are you so concerned about me as if like, I'm the only person in my contact list? You know what I'm saying? And that's not a threat. That's just like anybody who with any sense should know that shit. So, but people making me have to defend my dad's maybe like rough go at starting a business because y'all want to say fake shit is fucking ridiculous, bro. Mm. To, to put me in a position to fucking make my dad look like less than what he is is, is crazy. Right. The other controversy, the t-shirt. The t-shirts. I think was- <laughs> yeah, the, it was yeah. like a PSA on, on your shirt at the yeah. festival. <laughs> Say again about how many Xanax and leans you have to take before you realize you're a fucking loser. <laughs> hey, sorry, one Why, more Russ? One more time, one more time, Russ. <laughs> I spoke over you, sorry. How much Xans and leans you have to take before you realize you're a fucking loser? Facts. But- what inspired that, Russ? <laughs> <laughs> the thing with that, right? 
I wasn't talking to anyone other than my audience. And that's reality. I was talking to my fans because I lost a really great friendship, a best friend in high school to heroin. Mm. You feel me? So, and I don't talk about that shit ever, but that's what I'm saying. Everything lacks context. You know what I mean? But I, like, I was around when he was... We, I went to college for like a semester before I went to college for like two weeks. But I went to college for like... <laughs> <laughs> no, because I did like a, a semester here and then I was like, ah, oh, fuck that shit. And then I did like two weeks somewhere else and then I was done forever. But I was with him. I was with him at like parties and shit where like people were offering him shit and he was the kind of kid who was like, man, I just kind of like want to be accepted and I want to be the, ki- the only kid in the room not doing shit. And I had to kind of be there to be the voice of reason and be like, bro, like... No, what are you talking about? Like, don't, what the fuck is wrong with you? Right, and he wouldn't do it. So then I left, I dipped, whatever, whatever, and he got on the shit. And so I was talking to the kids who look at me and value my opinion and, and, and you know, are influenced by my, you know, choices or whatever the fuck it is, who are looking at me like, yo, if he says that this shit is whack, I'm going to listen to it differently. Be like, you know what? Maybe it is whack. Mm. That's what I'm talking to. I'm talking to the 16, 17-year-old kids in high school or the kids in college who maybe think that doing Xanax and Lean is how you get the girl. Or like, I'm in college. I'm new. I'm experimenting in my experimental phase. And I don't want to be the loser at the party. I'm trying to join this frat or whatever the fuck it is. Like, you thinking that that shit is cool. I'm talking to y'all because when y'all go to do that shit or you're tempted to do it, maybe in the back of your head, you're like, man, that's some loser shit, though. And that's what I was doing it for. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I don't need, I don't need hip hop to co-sign. I don't need anyone to co-sign it. The thousands of DMs I got from kids who are literally like, man, I was about to go do that shit. But then I was like, man, fuck that shit. Cause you're right. It is some loser shit. Even if I change one person's idea about doing it, mission fucking accomplished. So everyone who got offended, that's your fucking issue. Take that shit up with yourself. I mean, that, that's very true. But then I feel like though it did shift it once that reaction came in on social media, it turned into you yeah. also saying that you may not like that a lot of music represents that kind of recklessness, Yeah, well, right? well then, yeah. So then I took it a step deeper and was like, you know, we got to really look at the landscape of the content uh, of hip-hop. And there's a lot of... There's a, <laughs> there's a lot of... I love this guy. There's a lot of... That's turned up. There's a lot of glorification of Xanax and of Lean and of all this shit. And it's like, I get it. You didn't sign up to be a role model, whatever, whatever, but you got to be responsible enough to realize that whether or not that's what you signed up for, I'm not a role model. That's everyone's cop-out. I'm not a role model. You're a role model, bro. Right. That's what comes with the dinner. You feel me? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't care if you want a cup of water and you ask for wine. Like, I'm going to just give you a cup of water. Right. That's what comes with it. You know what I'm saying? You are a role model. People look up to you and are influenced by your decisions, content, everything. And I'm not sitting up here like a preacher, like, I don't fucking drink. That's gin in my cup. Like, I don't fucking sit and drink. Right. And I don't fucking smoke weed sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Right. But it's like, at the same time, that's the fucking truth. But the thing that this society does, right? If you don't like the messenger and respect the messenger, they vilify the truth. You know what I'm saying? If you don't like or respect the messenger, they're going to vilify the message. Meaning that any, everything that I said is obvious. Obviously, Xanax and Lean is not the shit you should be doing. Mm. Period. That's an obvious thing. But if you don't respect me or fucking like me or whatever, and you're just like, fuck him anyway, you're going to try and vilify that truth. Mm. But, you know, it is what it is. At the end of the day, I'm out here trying to see 80. You right. feel me? So, you know. 
That's definitely that needs to be discussed more in hip hop. Yeah, and I know yeah. how you feel about you know the narratives and media and culture things yeah. like that. What do you think right now the narrative should be in media right now? What the narrative should be in media? I mean, people need to understand or Russ coverage. No, but <laughs> nah, but like honestly, the people need to understand that the media is money. You feel me? So they have to do shit to generate money. Everything is about money. So. Do you get more money in advertising via clicks by covering your local lyricist with 2,000 followers? No. So why do you think that they follow fucking, you know, Lil Retard or whatever the fuck it is? You know what I'm saying? Nah, but seriously, that's not a diss to anyone. It's just like, it is what the fuck it is. Lil Retard. You feel me? <laughs> but, but it's like... That's nah. kind of catchy. Sounds like a real rapper, too. I guarantee you the next 20 years is someone named Lil Retard, though. <laughs> All I did was give him the inspiration right there. <laughs> I want 20%. <laughs> hey, nah, but, nah, but seriously, like, it's about money. So, you know, I used to get frustrated. Yo, why don't they fucking, why don't the blogs cover me and shit? It's because the blogs are not covering who is dope or who is this. The blogs are only going to cover people. It's a symbiotic relationship. It's a, what can I get from you and what can you get from me? When I had 2,000 followers, what I can get from you is way more than what you're going to get from me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So that's what it runs off of. You feel me? People don't start fucking with you until there's something to gain from it. Yeah. And that's the real. I mean, but that's business. That's capitalism. That like that's what the fuck it is. Welcome to America. Speaking of business, there was another thing you had did online where I think you had saw an article about streaming, and artists oh, yeah. were saying that there was a bad like yeah. artists were saying that streaming wasn't that great. Shout out, this is for title. <laughs> but you <laughs> was basically breaking down how streaming is yeah. good, and you sort of basically breaking down. What TuneCore is and your yeah. journey. Can you explain? Because there's a lot of aspiring artists are going to watch this. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, what was so, that? The thing, when you read these articles about streaming nightmares, like so-and-so had a billion streams and only made $99. Or like crazy shit like that. <laughs> it's like, once again, it lacks context. Mm. Why don't you talk about why they're only getting $99? Or whatever the fuck they're getting. It's not because streaming, there's no money in it. Mm. It's because the deal that they're in. Mm. You can't just ignore that. You know what I'm saying? Because I read those articles and I look at my numbers on TuneCore and I'm like, hmm. <laughs> no, that's not up. right. Right. I feel great. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that's because there's no middleman there. Mm. You feel me? And it's like, you know, you got to just look at the deals that people are doing. And people are like, yo, well, how did you know about TuneCore? How did... Well, when we were 17 making songs, we typed in on Google how to put your song on iTunes. <laughs> right. Which to me, if you're dead ass for real about getting into any craft and you don't do any sort of three and a half minute research on Google, you right. really don't want it that bad. You know what I'm saying? You really don't. It took us five minutes to figure that shit out. Mm. And then like, we've had a tune course since 2011. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So my whole shit is on tune core. Mm. Minus the album, you know what I'm saying? But so I look at shit and I have a frame of reference of like, yo, these streaming like nightmares are just lies. It's people who are in shitty ass deals with no ownership. It costs nine dollars ninety nine cents to upload to upload a song on TuneCore for a year. Mm. That nine dollars and ninety nine cents, that ten dollar investment can make you millions. Right. Go find me a better investment than ten to a million. <laughs> you feel me? Right. Now the thing is, shout out to like DistroKid or whatever. People are like, yo, but what about? 
I don't really know about them. I just speak on what the fuck I know. So another distribution. Yeah, another distribution thing. But TuneCore is a digital distribution platform where you can you go service title and all those yeah, so platforms. You upload a song for nine ninety nine and you're on Spotify, Beats, Title, Apple Music, everything, everything for ten dollars. You right. feel me? So that whole like I would always get fucking like super confused when I would see these artists, those ones that would like blow up with one viral song, mm. and then you see it on iTunes with a label. I'm like, why didn't you just have it on TuneCore? Right. You'd be caking. You feel me? Like, it's just like, you know, but it's lack of education on the field that you're trying to get into, which is no one else's fault but your own. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I don't have any sympathy for artists getting taken advantage of. You have the internet. You post on Instagram. Right. Use Google. You feel me? Like, use Google. I don't have any sympathy for like, man, I was in a really bad deal and like, you had Google, right? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And you still well, look at your number. You said it's a weekly thing too, Every right? day I look at my numbers right. on TuneCore. Every day. <laughs> wow. Every day. TuneCore is an online bank account for your own fucking operation. Right. You feel me? Fridays so, are paydays. <laughs> so what was it like, you know, at that time when you had that song, you know, talk, talk, talk up. You're talking about like how you got booked for a show. Talk up. Crazy. Talk up. So you were... This is before SoundCloud, before Columbia, before Carol it was on Lewis. Sa- no, it was on SoundCloud. I know what you're okay. saying, though. Yeah. yeah, but I'm saying is that you got booked for a show in overseas yeah. in Europe. Like, how, how did Facebook. That- so, listen, from the get-go, I've been fucking hustling, right? <laughs> Period. So, when I had a personal Facebook, right. which I don't have anymore, I haven't had for years, but when I had a personal Facebook, I was that person, like... Uh, messaging everyone. Check this out, check this out, check this out. Because I was like, yo, wait a second. All this whole Facebook shit is about is having mad, like, friends and getting them to fuck with you. It's like, none of us are actually friends. I don't really give a fuck about that. Right. I was like, I'm going to just add everyone I can, and I'm going to add everyone who has other mad friends. Mm. You feel me? Now, you got to go, you got to keep in mind, this is 2010, 2011 shit. Instagram came out 2010. So, like, people need, once again, context. You got to understand the world of social media was way different. But I would be on my personal Facebook, like... Sending everyone this shit, whatever, whatever. Belgium, this kid in Belgium sent me his shit, this artist, for me to listen to. I listened to him, like, yo, this is fire. He's rapping in Flemish. I have no idea what the fuck he's saying. It was fire, though. <laughs> I had no idea. But, like, I move, I move off of Sonics, though. I was right. like, yo, this just sounds good. So I was like, fuck it. This is fresh. He's like, yo, let's do a song. I was like, cool. So we do a song. It goes crazy in Belgium. Now, when I say crazy in Belgium, it's probably, like, 2,000 kids are like, yo, it's crazy. <laughs> But back then, it's like, yeah. I'm on Facebook, and I'm getting, like, you know, whatever the fucking likes were on posts or something. I'm like, yo, I'm lit in Belgium. Got 100 likes on my posts, type of shit, whatever. But so that happened, and then naturally, more and more Belgium kids started hitting me up. Mm. So they set up a show for me. The kids' manager set up a show for me, and Bugis, my homie, was starting... Uh, in case y'all don't know, me and Boogie started this diamond shit at 17, mastermind in full effect. Yeah, he in yeah. the building. He in the building, right? Absolutely. Boogie's is right Say here. what's up. You feel me? Yeah. Make some noise for Beauties. This Boogie's right here. And let me tell y'all something. Boogie's is next to you. Y'all thought you had a problem with me? Wait till both of us are on. <laughs> anyway, so Boogie's was talking with fans in Paris, right? Once again, via Facebook, just personal Facebook. Like, wow. you spamming people on Facebook. Like, people just, you know, two kids being like, yeah, I like your shit. You know what I'm saying? But then it, you know, it spreads to 20 kids, 30 kids. So we go out there and like, you know, it was crazy, but I never even left the country before. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And we get to Belgium and, you know, we go to the venue. I'm not fucking thinking shit, bro. I'm thinking like 10 kids are showing up. Like, 
And then the promoter, we show up, the promoter's like, I still have it on my Instagram. That's what I'm saying. Like, that industry plan shit is crazy. Like, the come up is documented. Right. Step by yeah. step. You feel me? Like, you can go back to 2014 old tweets and watch me get no retweets on mixtapes. And then two. And then three. Mm. And then five. And then a song gets ten. And then the next one, like... The come up is documented. So anyone saying that industry plan shit is an ignorant hater and they're a clown and they're losers and they vibrate at a very low level of frequency. <laughs> what do you say? Your second wavelength? They're not in yeah, your... Yeah, it's wave? pathetic. It's pathetic. It's pathetic. Those people aren't going to win not because they're broke in pockets. Their mind is so poor. It's so poor, bro. Mm. Their mind is disgusting. It's, right. can't win. But anyway, so I'm in Belgium. The promoter's like, yo, it's sold out. Mm. I was like, you're I was like, what? Sold out. Now it's only 300 kids, but 300, ki- bro, I had 1,000 followers. Wow. So 1,000 followers to sell out 300 kids in Belgium. I'm like, y'all got to be fucking kidding. Like, right. I'm thinking I'm the fucking man. Like, <laughs> where's the girl with the fucking flowers in Lee? Hold on. I need the grapes. <laughs> nah, but like, I'm thinking I'm fucking lit. But I was just kind of like, <laughs> I'm like, it's surreal to me. But so we do the show. It's fucking crazy. Once again, all this shit is on my Instagram. You just got to scroll down. Uh, further, but um, yeah, it was crazy. Is that was, when Kara Lewis, who was like a big nah, time, Kara Lewis? Book- I didn't link with Kara Lewis till September first, twenty fifteen. Oh wow! I remember all the days because I write them down in my notes like a psychopath. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> About that, she's a legendary yeah, person. So like, how did that? That's create? another one of those like Eminem, Scott Storch figures where I was kind of like, I was like, yo, before I even knew what the fuck you look like, I need Kara Lewis, hmm. just from like. Tupac's and Eminem. Being Rock Him. Yeah, like, like come on. Anyone, that's, that goes back to the research shit. You feel me? Like, if you're trying to get into the music business and you don't know who the fuck Kara Lewis is, I question if you're really trying to get into the music business. <laughs> right. So I'm like, all right, I need Kara Lewis. Cool. So my manager, my current manager, Malai, hit me up in an email. This is probably February 2015, right? I'm like, all right, cool. This is when you're like, you know, it's not really happening, but you're like, you're fielding little... Things coming into your email. So, all right, cool. Like, what's up? He's like, yeah, I want to like, you know, I want to work with you. I want to like bring you to keeps from Canada. He's like, I want to bring you to Canada. I was like, all right, cool. So, flies me to Canada. We kick it. And that first time we met, actually, where's Milan? Oh, he's out gaffling somewhere. Okay. That <laughs> that that first time we met is when I made. He took me to the studio in Toronto. I'd never even been to Toronto before. I don't think. Mm. Yeah, I had it. First time we ever met, I made. I want to go down with you on the album. Mm. So, like, I kind of took that as, like, a sign, like, I don't just make music around people. Usually it's just me and myself or me and Boogus. That's it. Mm. So if I can meet a stranger and just, like, still be kind of in that space of energy where it's just, like, you don't feel, you just feel great still. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I was like, oh, it's got to be a sign. But anyway, so I didn't want to go down with you the first time I met him in 2015. I come back and all I'm telling him is, bro, I'm not speaking to you till you give me Kara Lewis. Wow. That's that's all I kept I telling like him. It's a challenge. You want to be in business? I was with like, me? bro, you want to fuck with me? Get me Kara Lewis. Period. Period. Now, here's how the universe is fucking crazy. Me and him had like a falling out. And it wasn't really me and him. It was like me and his partner kind of had like a, you know, like a disagreement. We were like, all right, we weren't really fucking with each other like that anyway. It hasn't been official, that long. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. official, so it wasn't really a thing. It was like, all right, well, bye. You know what I'm saying? So it's 2015. And it's September. It's fucking September 1st. Another, uh, this independent label at the time, Cinematic, Johnny Shipes, um, was trying to fuck with me. So they're flying me up to New York, right? And now the Johnny Shipes, because people are going to be like, well, how do you just know Johnny Shipes? 
Kid Super, who I recorded a bunch of shit at, who y'all know. Kid Super be in the mix of New York. He knew someone who fucks with someone. Dominoes fall. Whatever. So he's flying me up to New York. I got a layover in Charlotte, right? So I'm sitting there in Charlotte, and Milan calls me. Now, I haven't talked to Milan in months. Milan calls me, and he has no idea my movements or whatever, that I'm on the way to Make New York. Move. And he's, right. like, he's like, yo, I got you, Kara Lewis. Mm. And I was like, yeah, but we got to talk about, like, the disagreement and the right. shit that... He's like, yeah, I, like, I, get I got you, Kara Lewis. Wow. I was like, when? And he has no idea that I'm flying it. He's like, today, 4.30. I'm on the layover in Charlotte about to get on the flight, the connecting flight to New York, and I wow. land at fucking four. Wow. So I'm like, yo, you can ask Kara. You feel me? Like, I go to Kara's office with bags in hand. That's the first time I met Kara. Wow. I had the luggage in hand. I was like, going there, but not for that. That's I right. was going there, but not for Kara Lou, but then wow. all of a sudden it turned into that. So then I fucking go to meet Kara with bags in hand. I'm like, yo, you're a unicorn. That's the first <laughs> thing I told her. You're a unicorn. I think I still call her a unicorn. How, do do, how did he do it? He, cause I mean, he just know he knew her apparently. Yeah. He kept telling me, but when yeah. you don't know someone, you don't trust it. Right. But the only way you trust somebody is by trusting them, which is a very fucked thing. But yeah, I mean, we get I get to the office and she was just like, she was her. She was right. like, yeah, let's you know, let's start working on shit. But you know, when you don't have fans like that, when you can't sell tickets, you can have the greatest booking agent in the world. You're gonna do no shows. Mm. Why? Because there's no money with you. There's no right. tickets. You can't sell tickets. So from September until fucking May, I was just sitting there like, please, like, send me on a tour. Like, I'll open for her. I'll open for this, whatever, whatever. And she was like, it's just not time yet. Mm. But you so, said, you talk about, like, on this record, the journey. You said, like, you yeah. know, your bucket list is ever changing, right? Facts. So what's so, where's it at now? It feels like you're That's doing a lot everything. of things off this year, Russ. My bucket list is still like the number one shit is get my mom a beach house, which we're in the process. She's shopping. Mm. Yeah. Shout out to moms. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's that's the beautiful thing about keeping like family close and friends mm. close and shit is that, you know, everyone around me, I've just known like for mad long. Like right. me and Boogers, like I said, the masterminds since 17, like I moved to Georgia when I was 12. Mm. Boogus was my first friend in Georgia. <laughs> Feel me? Right. Like me and Boogus have been fucking pissing people off for years, bro. A decade. 